Well, I didn't wear my pajamas today. But I did wear my robe. And I can assure you that every day when I get out of the shower, I put on my robe. It's an ego thing, I think. I have a uh, word of thanks to give to my granddaughter, Soraya, who uh, well, it was actually Saturday night. I had not yet printed my sermon off of the computer. And those of you know, I've had eye surgery. So my ability to view the little print that's on the computer as to what to do in particular situations was unavailable to me. And so she came down and she printed it off for me. She actually put it in a nice booklet. And she said that she thought maybe those of you in the back row could actually read my sermon today. <laughs> so I want to start today with the idea that Christmas to New Year's is a beginning and an ending all in one. Right now, sitting up in, near the North Pole in a cabin with a nice wood stove going and a very fluffy, comfortable chair, there's a gentleman that snuck into your house the other night, and he's sitting there drinking hot chocolate, eating cookies, and earning a well-deserved rest. So if you wonder what Santa does after Christmas, between Christmas and New Year's, He's sitting there with his feet up nice, next to a nice toasty wood stove, drinking hot chocolate and uh, eating cookies. Well, it's over. Four short days ago, we each in our own way celebrated the end and the beginning of the ongoing story. This story today often revolves around one question. What did you get for Christmas? Did we get the gifts we wanted? Did I get better than I gave? Did I just break even? Or did I give a nicer, better gift than I received. Oh well, there's always next Christmas, right? Even with a print this size, I've lost my place. And one thing that to reassure you all, I understand that the return lines are not quite as long as the lines we stood in when we purchased the gifts. There's still the same shoving and pushing and that occurs whether we're buying or whether we're returning. Oh, the joys of a retail Christmas, huh? The answer for some of us has become... You all know the answer? 
Amazon, which involves repacking now what we just opened, getting the parts back into the original packaging material. It came out of the box, but without a degree in packaging engineering or the grace of God, it's never going to go back in the box. Then after several hours of work, of repacking, there's the option to us of driving it back to the pickup point or putting it on the porch and giving the porch pirates a second shot at the same package. Ah, <laughs> uh, the joys of Christmas. I find myself longing for the story of the Christmas past. I struggle with the, the story of the Christmas present and I find Christmas yet to come a little frightening. Each passing year seems to be moving farther away from that real meaning of Christmas. As fewer and fewer people remember the story with the beginning and the end. It's a story we all know. It's a story written through the pages of the Bible. It's a story of the conditional love. I can't read this note. Oh, well, I'll skip it. It's a story of the conditional love, grace, and unending forgiveness that God has for his people. We are told in the 23rd Psalm that God loves us so much that he restores my soul. We can't do that. Only God does that for us. And in the story of the woman caught in sin, Jesus says, no one, has no one condemned you? And she said, no one, sir. And then the most important words, Jesus says, neither do I. Go on your way, and from now on, sin no more. The only person with the power and the authority to condemn us chooses not to do it. This is a story that runs from condemnation to forgiveness. Then what about the story of the prodigal son? Total forgiveness. When he's welcomed home the way he is. Or the parable of the lost sheep. No punishment, just joy for one another. Joy for the one who was found, and joy for the community, the flock of the sheep. 
And one other story that shows this even more comes from the cross. There are no words of anger, no vengeance, just forgiveness. Forgive them for they know not what they do. There were no truer words ever spoken about us. We really don't understand. Christmas is just part of the story of God's love for his people. It's a story of unconditional love, boundless grace, and unending forgiveness. Three days from now, we set aside this year for a brand new beginning. New hopes, new opportunities to forgive others and to take the opportunity to accept God's love, grace, and forgiveness for each and every one of us. God-given blessings that we might find the capacity within ourselves to love our neighbors and to extend God's grace, forgiveness to those around us, those people in pain, those who are sad, those are who are poor of spirit. Jesus said to us, love one another as I have loved you. In this way, you will be known as my followers. After all, that's why we're here, isn't it? You all have been graciously sitting there and listening to me right now. And I know I've pretty much been preaching to the choir, but I want to ask one question before I get to the amen. What if we resolve to live more completely in the love, grace, and mercy, and forgiveness of God's new beginning for us. What if we share this new beginning with others in 2020? What if my vision returns to 2020? When we share this vision with others, it just may be the beginning of a new world, the beginning of a time and a place where we reach out in love rather than anger, the beginning of a time and a place where we offer forgiveness instead of seek revenge. Well, I want to thank you for your attention. I think I read most of the words right. And I end with 
one thought. It's about loving your neighbor as yourself. Don't forget to treat yourself with love and forgiveness. Amen.